We're back with the third episode, or uh, second episode. Second, that third. Second of the second season. The Reborn. I like to consider this our first season, because we're kind of like reborn now. Um, we ditched the visuals, we're going just audio, you know, it's different around here. Yeah, for now, anyways. And then a lot pulls to go with their talk, so. Yeah, doing a whole different approach. But uh, this week's topic is about sound and how it affects us and everything in that matter, the history of it, and different ways sound is utilized in past civilizations and we don't even know. So what's your initial thoughts on it? Different ways sound was utilized in past civilizations. I think this one's going to be a funny one because if you're going to come on this thing trying to convince me that sound could like cure ailments or something, then then we're going to have a little um, bone of contention, if I do say so myself. Um, but I think that sound is can be very relaxing for some people. Um, obviously, it triggers certain dopamine receptors in the brain. That's why we listen to music and stuff like that. But um, I think that's just really what it is. It's just frequencies. It's how we communicate. It's how we um express each other. It's how we live. Feelings. Basically, it's how we live. Yeah, everything's a frequency. And that's pretty much all is a part of life, I would say. That's what sound is. So if it's a part of life, it should help us. Well, yeah, obviously it helps you. You know, you could listen to a sad song when you're going through a rough time and it helps you out. You could listen to the calming, you know, Amazon rainforest um, ambiance and it'll help you sleep, stuff like that. But um, I think there is a certain extent to where that health stops. And I think it stops at the mental one. It doesn't really have a lot of physical benefits. Well, it might not seem like it uh, sound might not be a physical uh, helping device, but uh, with studies, it has shown over an increment of time of you listening to certain frequencies and certain sounds, it could have a physical effect on you. And we don't we don't even realize it either because our, our again our, our music is out of tone, should be tuned to the four thirty two instead of four forty. Could you elaborate a little more on that? Because I remember reading the article on. So 430 is... 432. People, 432. People are more receptive to that than 440. It's a golden ratio scale. Um, all past civilizations used it. We switched over to around the Rockefeller period, and we switched over to 440. And a lot of there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there with 440 and a lot of other stuff too. Um, more conspiracy is that like they use 440 to basically try to make people more upset, more depressed, um, basically utilize it as like a war mechanism sort of thing to make make it feel like war's okay and everything like that. It's convenient how it happened around the World Wars, but that's not what we're going to get into. It's it's more, there's actual studies out there, you can look them up, official government websites, of how 432 toned music is better for the mental and the physical state of, of mind and body um it, do, it does help a lot believe it or not um they they're they're their studies you could just look them up i'm not going to list each individual study that's out here can you tell me like an example of a way it would help 
both mentally and physically? So mentally, you would feel more complete. And I know it sounds like an arbitrary term just to say as, oh, you're more complete. Oh, you're... But it makes you feel better. It makes you, it makes you happier. It makes you overall, overall uh, wellness better as well. And your, your body, like going, going into the chakras and all that, um, your body like has these pinpoints on it. What? Chakras. Oh, oh, them things that the the Hindu points of sound reception or some shit like that, right? Correct. And this music is, is toned for that instead of 440. 440 is out of tone, even with our universe as well, if you look at the phi ratio. And the I'm fuck not... is a phi ratio? Isn't that like an entertainment store that went out of business, FYE? No, it's, uh, it's like, you ever hear the golden ratio? Yeah, that's what you just... The, the fire ratio is it's the same thing uh, so another term for it but going into the chakras but there's these ancient uh buddhism and hinduism i think it, hinduism it came from first that there's like these points on your body where you play at a certain frequency and it will relieve illness from it or it'll make your it'll make your body more in tune with the universe it sounds like pseudoscience and it sounds like you know, iffy, but, you know, we never really dug deep into this before and we're really rediscovering it about a hundred years later because everything was pushed from the pharmaceutical industry of all these other drugs and everything. Um, I just feel like there's not enough research out there in this field. Pharmaceutical, what does that have to do with why our music is tuned? Well, I'm talking about like research and sound and how it could actually affect us and help us. You need to list like the whole medical research industry as a whole. Yeah, they're pretty shady. But um, I just have one simple rebuttal to this. So Mozart, correct, he released most of his music before they had this little pitch change, right? Before the ratio change. Yes. Okay, so why isn't, um, if this is true, why aren't the current generations, and hell, even generations past that from like the 50s, 60s, any generation past the Industrial Revolution, why aren't they more receptive to Mozart music rather than something like the Beatles or Def Leppard or modern-day hip-hop music? Because, okay, your friend's listening to modern-day hip-hop music. Yes, they, it's they the, fancy little baby and woozy a lot. Yeah, I'm saying that people like music that is currently out there and tune the styles. Styles of music change as time goes on. Personally, I don't think I would listen to Mozart over some some certs some some certain types of music. You definitely, I know you definitely prefer Kanye and Uzi over fucking Mozart. So we're not getting that twisted. But um, you go on. Um, but yeah, there's just different types of music. If you if you tuned if you tune hip-hop music to to 432 it does sound it does sound better i listened to a video today um where they tuned runaway kanye to 432 i actually tuned to myself i can't say it. i didn't even watch a video on it. i tuned to myself you tuned to yourself why are you trying to give other people credit for something that you did <laughs> That's like if Nikola Tesla was begging to give fucking Edison credit for the light bulb. Like, yeah, that's, that's a whole different topic. Yeah, but no, go on to what you were saying. So you tuned Runaway to 432, 
and it and you, it better. You, I could hear the different frequencies. So, like for example, if I play frequency five twenty eight, um, which is like the universe frequency they call it, I could hear that in the notes in Runaway and like all these other chakra frequencies. I could actually hear them and pinpoint them because I, I listen to these frequencies for a long periods of time, so I know what they sound like. It's like when you're playing an instrument. After a while, you could you know like what note you're playing, what note it is, and sort and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I actually could hear the difference in it. And it and people there there are blind tests out there, double blind tests out there where people were tested uh, between 440 and 432 music and which ones sound better. And statistics show that 432 sounded better and made the person more happier as well in a double blind experiment. Which is pretty significant, in my opinion. I guess it is significant. I think there probably need to be more tests run on stuff like this. I agree. But my question is, why isn't if this is true, right? I understand it may be not as beneficial to stuff like the pharmaceutical industry or something like that. But it could be very beneficial to the entertainment industry and the music industry. And when you see the way music is going recently, I don't know if you know this, but and with Spotify and other streaming services like that taking over, artists are making a lot less than what they use. Unless you're like a big artist like The Weeknd or Taylor Swift, where you're selling out every tour venue or anything, you're making a lot less than what you used to be making. You know, when people were buying the songs they wanted to listen to or buying the albums they wanted to listen to. So in an industry that's kind of clawing like the way the music industry is, why haven't they taken advantage of something like this if the science and the studies are so significant that point towards the positives, do you think? What do you think the biggest reason is? It's just the music they're brought up into. Possibly there's a bunch of different factors. Most of their instruments are tuned to 440, and everybody, most of instruments are tuned to 440. (laughs) It's true. And everybody knows how to utilize 440. Um, Right. Don't know. I I really think musicians should really look into this. You think I look, it could help benefit a lot of them? Um, to extent, I don't think it will make someone that sounds awful, like, incredibly better. But, but uh, it, it could help. It's kind of like... It's kind of like when, Im- image center. It's kind of like uh, the new Photoshop tools that are coming out every day for artists. Or, sort of thing. you know, a more pop culture example. It's kind of like T-Pain. You know, T-Pain could sing. No one argued that. But once he started incorporating auto-tune heavily and he was the first to really mess with his voice and mixing and stuff like that um, in modern pop music, you know, he got a lot better and he saw a lot more commercial success because it just sounded better. Now, you do have to have, like you said, that baseline talent. But I do you think that, like, for young, struggling musicians, you think this is a way they could break out, maybe? Help them stand out a bit? Oh, definitely. Definitely make them stand out. There's no really big artists out there that are using 432. I was listening to some, like there's this one artist, this one Italian artist I listened to. Um, big in the piano, really good piano and like um, instrument guy. But he has two, like every album he comes out with, he comes out with a 440 version or 432 version, which I thought was pretty unique. That is pretty unique. It's definitely a, a different way of doing it because not only it also lets people who are not as familiar with the frequencies know that here's the 440 version, here's the 432. Look how much better something like this sounds. And there's there's an example of 
all this in the blog post, a YouTube video. Um, I forget this guy's name. And looking at the guy's name. And not looking at it directly. It's Paul Davis. Yeah, he's 3.2 million. Paul Davids. Or Dav- Paul Davids. Yeah, Davis and Davis, two different last names. But he, he does a really good comparison. It's a really good video. Again, it's linked in the blog post. Um, it all, Even in these comments, um, it even says, like, slower 40 felt draining. Holy crap. 432 felt like a fresh, like a breath of fresh air. Yeah, I'm not denying that this makes music sound a hell of a lot better. I just, the thing that really gets me is how it, can it heal? How can it yeah. heal? How? Like, there's, there's personally not enough studies out there. I read somewhere where just one guy, um, again, it's through a Reddit post. So you can't, it's not too credible. Yeah, I've, I've read a lot of Reddit posts about certain things that I doubted. Well, it's, this is just a story to, as an example. I read it, I read some other things other places, but this guy, there's this guy in, over in Europe, I think in France. This guy had cancer or whatnot, right? And he went to this guy and he used frequencies. It's a little different from sound, but he used frequencies, different type of frequencies, played certain sounds. And over a course of 90 days, his cancer was used cancer free. It's like treatment, like chemotherapy, but like you got to treat it every single day for a certain period of time. For it to actually do wonders, you just can't be. It's not like how it is now, where you just take a pill and it goes away magically. This you got to actually sit down, listen, let your mind calm yourself down, and and go through like a therapeutic remedy kind of thing. I I I think I get what you're saying. So there's two issues of that. One was that the only treatment you was taking. Yes. I. There's this other, there's this other YouTube video where this guy goes in a TED Talk. This guy, this, it's a TED Talk video. Um, he basically kills cancer cells with, with the resonance frequency as well, which I thought was very interesting too. Because there's a bunch of these studies coming out. Maybe it does. It could inspire the immune system some way to attack these cells in a different way that it, it kills them. Yes, but. You know, what also does that is, like you said, the pills, the chemotherapy, something that's much more not only convenient for the patient, but more readily available. So, But they don't realize the side effects of it. They don't realize the side effects of it, obviously, but in today's society, it's very hard to pitch people on quick-term solutions, long-term solutions that work better than, you know, a quick fix, like an antidepressant medicine or that's why our whole generation is is on antidepressants, you know, and bankrupt pretty much too, because they just spend their money as soon as they get it. Exactly, because they don't have anybody talking to them about their money problems and something like that. All right, that's why um I feel like psychotherapy is something everybody can benefit from, um especially when it comes to younger generations, because there's a lot of things you're doing that you don't realize how they're affecting the bad things in your life, you know, how they're contributing to them until you have someone saying, no, you're being a fucking moron by doing this. You need to change your ways. And then it's up to you to actually apply it. It's not, let me take a pill and, oh, I feel better for today. That's why I've always refused Prozac. And dark as my times have gotten, I've always refused Prozac or other antidepressants. Why? Because I knew it's always better to work through it. You're going to have a more stable life once you get to the other side. And you won't be chemically reliant on something. It's trying to quit heroin 
by instead of shooting up a dime bag a day, you start shooting up half a dime bag a day. And that's very, what it is. Fair. It's very good. It's very fair point. I like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. Don't we get sidetracked, but people take shrooms and our psychedelics to deal with that stuff as well. Helps TSD as well and, and other. And it's like, like that. And it's like, it's, they're all natural remedies. Like you alluded to earlier, though, is that going to make as much money as the other drugs? And it's not as quick and existent as the other drugs are. So people, even with this available, even with it out there, if it does become more well known, there's going to be still a large. I would, I would assume, the large minority going the traditional route. And that's what's sad about the medical industries. We're so in, ingrained. We have it so ingrained in our head that this is the way we get treatment. This is what we need to do. That like. It's going to be impossible to kind of break that, especially in this generation. You don't know how to, you know, self heal ourselves. You know, meditating as well helps as well, and other other ways, like you said as well. Very well put. There's a another thing too. I was watching a video today of this guy. He, he could speak pretty much perfect language. You guys try know him if you are on YouTube, but you could learn any language in like a few weeks or even a day. He's really smart with that. Um, but he went down the Amazon rainforest and there's like all these natural remedies that they do for everything. The one really surprised me. The one they use breast milk to cure an eye infection, which is weird. I know it was weird. And, but there's so many plants in the Amazon rainforest that this guy, they really brought out, they're like, oh, I got a rash. Oh, here's a plant for it right here. It is blah, 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 blah. It does X, Y, and Z. And as you said, this guy pulled up with his wife and said, oh, you got a rash. Oh yeah, don't 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 don't. He did do that to the eye infection. He just said, "Yo, bitch, come over here. Start squeezing some milk on this guy's eye." And that's what that's what he said. Well, no. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that may not been the exact dialogue he used, but that's yeah. that's what happened. Yes. And then there's here's you have to put it in a little container before they use it on the eye, and yeah. that's like. Here's another cool thing I found about this. We're going to go off topic from sound, but they, uh, our podcast is we got to transition from topic to topic, but we'll wrap it back around the sound. Go on. Yeah. Cause we'll, I know how we will, but they also had a kind of beer. They fermented off of their own saliva at, at surface level. It sounds disgusting. It's whatever you're discussing and whatnot, but they let it sit for a few days. So it actually gets from right in and it's all alcohol sounds disgusting. I know it's fucking expired fruit. Like, but, ew. but here's, here's the thing with this. They don't realize what they did. There's probably so many probiotics in it from everybody else's saliva in the whole entire tribal community. That well, it's a, diseases could also get in there as well. Well, it's an anti, it acts as a probiotic. So there's a bunch of bacteria, like all the, all these biotics in it. And you basically drink it, and you're basically protecting yourself. And they're, they're in your immune system, kind of like how vaccines do. Yeah, and I think they're doing it indirectly without even knowing. I picked up on this that I was like, holy crap, they're just all spitting into it. I'm like, wait a minute, it could be a probiotic. It could be a probiotic, but it also, you know, too much of a disease becomes a fucking disease. I agree, but they've been doing it for... So many years now. There there hasn't been one person that drank some of that and they started vomiting the next day. It probably did. But mm-hmm. like, so, I mean. Th- it still worked, though. I need, the, I need, got it I in need the those system. levels of biotics confirmed to the point where they're not harmful before I start partaking in something like that. That's why a lot of these tribal people, 
I feel like we've got to learn from. We you got to learn from, but they also got to learn from us as well. You can't just be spitting in a fucking like circle and let it expire. Let's sit for a few days and you drink it. Like no, you got to run tests to make sure all that shit stays first. Yeah. yeah. But uh, going deeper into sound, this is the Mayan tradition, the architecture of it. There's this one pyramid. Um, I'm gonna butcher chicken, chicken pizza. Has chicken in it. I don't know. Wait, wait, let me take a stab at it. Ancient city. This this city. Sasinza. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's in Mexico though. Well, a pyramid, or the temple Kupu. Kupu. Did Jesus Christ just say Temple of Kukulin? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know how to pronounce many of this stuff because it's a lot of, you know, not English words. Translated into English. Yeah. <laughs> but you basically, you clap at the base of this pyramid and it chirps like a sound of a quetzal bird. Quetzal bird. The fuck is a quetzal bird? It's a bird native to the area. And so it sounds like an enemy and we're... Much of it's older. No, um, it's very significant in their culture. It it, it symbolizes uh, freedom and wealth. So it's kind of like the bald eagle for us. Yeah. So you think if we had a temple in America? Well, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that these ancient civilizations could have used sound, and while well, they did use sound in many other practices. But they probably used it in medicine as well and helped exactly. and helped their body. And it could be used in our medicine, but I think you got to realize modern medicine's a lot better than that. From my life expectancies, and a lot of elements of modern medicine. Like I said, the money that's in it and the the shady politics that go on within it. Yes, that's worse than how they had it back then. But the technology itself baseline is better. So if we can adopt their mindset and some of their principles. And combine it with the technology of modern medicine. I think that medicine could go a lot further, but I don't think we need to revert back to when motherfuckers were only living to age forty. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not disagreeing on that. But this is very significant too, because like they created a pyramid that is a perfect sound bird sound, but we can't even do that to this day. So that is quite the marvel, isn't it? Because you could literally clap at the base pyramid. And you got to face the pyramid in order for it to happen. If you're not facing the pyramid, it doesn't happen. You don't think that America, if we invest it enough, we can make something like that and bald eagle screech at us? I mean, probably could. We're not disagreeing on that. We just got to hum some, like, words to a Luke Holmes song. We just hear a bald eagle. Go, That'd be kind of relieving for some Americans, don't you think? It's definitely the American version of that um it's pretty much it we have a uh, then last time sound levitation um what the hell it sounds like you know pseudoscience but it's we could do it in a lab you could levitate sounds you could levitate objects yeah we could levitate objects with sounds how the hell you don't need to explain this one to me Basically uses a uh, technique of standing waves. Um, it basically sound waves vibrate in one place rather than traveling from one place to another. So you're trapping the sound waves 
in a closed area kind of thing. So it's kind of like if there's a bunch of boom boxes in one little closed room and they're huge. It's kind of like that episode of SpongeBob when he had all those boom boxes and they were playing the jellyfish jam and he was getting bounced around by the boom boxes like sound waves, this kind. Yeah, kind of. I, I guess in a more simple, I, I, that, I, that's that I could see. Um, just the way you made it sound, I just start going out, nom, 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 and then well, the pencil starts elevating from the depth. Here's the thing: there's a count of the swarm dot there that went to this monastery or this monk place um, overseas. Obviously, not in America, but he account this for the he he helped the he helped the tribe out with modern medicine. I forget the exact what he did, but he brought Western style medicine over there to help him. And they showed him um, levitation with one of their rituals, how they levitated a rock and it literally slingshot the rock. It it was kind of crazy, but they were lined up in a concave sort of thing, sort of way. Do you know what a concave shape is? Like a satellite dish? Yeah. Uh, it was filming with something like that, like Coliseum, Marina type shit. Kind of like a satellite dish. Yeah. But if you look at the satellite dish from above, it looks like a smiley face, kind of. They're arranged like that with the stone perfectly in the middle. Everything was aligned perfectly, he said. And they started chanting and playing instruments, all different frequencies. Nothing happened for the first like three minutes or so. But then all of a sudden, it just started levitating and then just flew away. Jeez, I mean, if this is true, it certainly is very interesting and captivating. But um, there's a there's also another story of more recent case, as Marie says, in 50 years ago or a little more, but happened in the United States, actually in Florida. It's called. Wait, so when did this first case happen? Oh, this is like over 100 years ago. Well, that shit ain't real then because I don't believe in fucking Wilkes 100 point game. Why would I believe in where I'm like, I need to see some video. But fine, I'm Gen Z, bruh. Yeah, no. Let me hear about this more modern museum. This is called the Coral Castle. Apparently, um, look at these stones. They're all one big stone. Dude. All done. I forget the exact date. I mean, let me look up the date. All this shit is all we need to know. Like, very goddamn old. Oh, BC? Over, no, no. It's over 50, It's only 50 years old. Oh, so like 60s. Yes. And newer to the 1923 to 51. Oh, so it's older than the 2D3, so by the yeah. Richard. He did it. Zane's ad. Um, he refused. He did not work on this during the day, and he owned many, many big sound equipment devices and sound devices. And he even claimed in an interview that he 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 saw levitation, but he would not work during the day so no one could see him. And he only worked at night. And he built this at night. There's features in here where he made a door, and the door's like over like over a ton and it moves perfectly and it and it spins perfectly because of the sound no but i'm saying he picked up all these rocks from the ocean uh-huh. and without trucking them there or anything 
You just use levitation. That's what they that's what they said. I mean Well, I'll see how far away it is. That's what he says, bro, but is that what he actually Well, there's many accounts of teenagers trying to see it him at night do it. And they just see him like fucking raving, pulling rocks out of the ocean as a rat is in those and dropping him out of this castle. That's what they're saying. They're literally saying, look at this, more than I mean, I want to believe this. More than 1,000 tons of coral. More than 1,000 tons. Look how far away it is from the ocean. Uh, yeah, that explains why it took him 28 years. Damn near 30 years. There's no truck back there. That could... The fuck is there? Was it 1920s? Now, actually, early 20s are probably what, but towards the end, he definitely probably got some help. There's no way, Nathan, I need to see some better proof d d other than this story that this guy was w literally avatar and rocks out of the sea and onto the goddamn castle that he built. That, that Like, it, it's way going. He, he, he was like, she was one, he was like 132. He was, he, was, he was a small guy. He was like 5'3". And he was the only person that worked on this. I mean, yeah, I... I, I it, it's just, it's hard to... Do, do you know where I'm coming from? It is hard to believe. Like, you remember playing Lego Star Wars when we were younger? Remember we were like, oh, imagine it'd be how cool if we could actually move that rock out of the way by using the foils. It's hard to believe someone actually did that. It is. Because, you know, we were brought up on pulleys and leverage, and that's what we were brought up on. We, you, you think if we were brought up on levitation, this technology would be more advanced today? I'm saying that there's other technologies out there that we don't know about and we don't pursue because there's not enough curiosity in it and not enough interest in the public. This, I mean, this is definitely interesting. Hey, there was also experiments back in the day, too, where they used high voltage back in the 40s to basically levitate objects. A lot of Nikola Tesla era, too. Okay, yeah, that... So why don't we own... What's the benefits to levitation versus traditional pulleys and stuff like that? And aside from it being cool as shit, um... And you feel it like you can move the ground up from the earth. But what are the benefits of it? Yes. Uh, we don't need machines. A lot of machines. And that's probably why. And another big industry is the motor industry in America, especially back in those times, the Tesla times and stuff, when people were really starting to find out about this. And in this guy's era, the motor industry was huge. So, of course they went more into that versus something like this, but I just... I think we're seeing a lot of century of technology, but I'm, that's a whole different topic, and we're getting off topic again. It's, oh, it's just difficult to believe, definitely, but it's definitely worth doing some deeper diving into. It's very difficult to believe. Mm -hmm. But hey, if you guys, uh, you guys want to go do your own research on this shit, we got this um article here, and not only that, there's probably Nathan was looking at them as we were talking there, a bunch of them are wine. Read into this stuff, really figure out if this guy turned into Obi-Wan when he was ruling the fucking rocks, because that would surprise. 
that's pretty much it for this week. A lot of sound. Next week, I don't know what we're talking about it. We've got to find another topic. We'll figure something out. If you can't figure something out, I'll figure something out. Trust me. All right. See y'all. Have a great week. See you guys. Thank you.